Good morning, afternoon, evening. It is me, your host, Clint of the HHCF Music Podcast. Ow. Anyway, it's currently 4.37 a.m. I recommend Eminem's Recovery. It's good album. If you're not into that rap stuff, I recommend uh, uh, Insomniac by uh, Green Day. Song of the day is Armadage Shrinks. Sorry, Armitage Shrink Shanks. Armitage Shanks. Yeah, that's what it is. I got this like wood rose. It's like made of wood, and I painted it, and it's really nice. And I got this picture of a field. Roses and it's just hanging out in my room now. And yeah, that's kind of cool. I finally got work to do in my life, so that's nice. But let me tell you, it's, it's been hard the past two days doing the work. as of recent and I'm looking into getting a new Stratocaster in black I don't know what I'm gonna call it though it's like the one I have right now but it's 50s it's a 50s reissue Scott Pilgrim soundtrack recently and Scott Pilgrim the game 
soundtrack. And I've been getting records. Excuse me, it's really early and I have bad insomnia. But I've just been listening to Scott Pilgrim again. You know, I might read, start reading the books again. Anyway. Recently I found these two guitars in my hometown. And my mom says, my mother says, it could be possibly my father's guitars. Because my father used to live in this apartment and he had like four guitars. But then the house got infested with bed bugs and he never went back to get his guitars. So this could be his guitars. And I think it'd be neat to, like, own my father's guitars. So, when this virus clears up and stuff, I'm gonna go look at that. Anyway, uh... Yeah, it's really early. I got work to do real soon. Well... (laughs) Around like three, I guess. Because I gotta wait till my internet comes on. That's usually sometime around three. But anyway. Recently, I've been really sad. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I've gotten better, but still no much better sleep. My body's like a toddler. And Rose, if you're out there, you've already heard this. It's like, in the day, it's like, I want to sleep. I don't want to do this, this, and this. Because I don't feel like doing anything. And then at night, it's a stubborn little... Son of a, I don't want to go to sleep. And it's very uh, hard for me. (sighs) Yeah, I'm, I'm getting tired. I find it stupid, but I remember I had some food in my mouth recently. It was like, that'd be some good ASMR to record so I can actually sleep better at night. just doing ASMR on my phone and I don't know what I'll use those for just maybe self stuff you know but when I get this 50 strat it's gonna be all mine I won't have to share it anymore <laughs> that's what's nice you know cause you don't have to share your guitar and have some like I share my guitar with my brother. Because my aunt said, like, when I got the guitar, my aunt said I had to share it with him. And he's been literally abusing that power ever since the day I got that guitar. 
He's like, but da 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 says we have to share. And I admit that he's right. So I'm gonna watch the tables turn on him. But I have my own guitar, and it's gonna be the funnest, the most fun to see him just over there, like, oh, oh my god. He's just over there whining like a little baby. Ugh. Anyway. How far am I in this? Every episode I try and get a little bit louder so you guys can hear me better. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be too loud though. I want it to be like a, like a general progression. I like one day just start screaming at the top of my lungs. Hey guys, I'm starting to sound louder. I hope you're okay with this. I just want to like gradually get up there, you know. So I can start speaking normally. It's kind of like uh, building up my motivation. Just to like start speaking more on this podcast. I do not like my voice any. I do not like my voice very much. And sitting back and listening to it, sure, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh, he, oh, that's cool. I can't believe I said that. But like sometimes it's like, oh my jeez, no, oh, God, please no. The biggest difference from the strat I have right now and the other strat I'm getting is the tuners. I have modern tuners on TAM right now, but when I switch over, it's going to be like vintage tuners, so it's going to be harder. And I know how uh, August likes to complain about his tuners on his uh, Floyd Rose strat. I don't like doing strings in general, man. But, yeah, I'll I'll learn it. These new tuners, I'm not a big fan of. Sure, I, I can do them. But I already spent like 10 bucks on a pack that I didn't even get to use much of. I got two strings on out of that entire pack. Well, I had three, but I broke one. And I had to get an entire pack of new strings. Just to, you know, complete my set so I'm not playing some weird junky guitar. saying like junky guitars are weird or anything I just don't prefer junky guitars yet I might prefer them later down the road but not right now but um yeah I'll, I'll read uh, 20,000 I'll read around the world in 80 days again I don't know how much you guys like that but I want to continue reading I haven't touched the book since I we let, since I last put it down, which was like last episode, and I'm gonna continue reading it from this point on. See, the reason I want to reread it is because I skimmed over it, <clears throat> and I think it'd give this place some more good content. Anyway, I'm gonna start reading. My guitar down. I'm gonna see how far we're in. 14 minutes. Okay, so this is gonna be a long one. I got new glasses, so I can. They're not reading. I don't use reading glasses, but it's nice to have reading glasses. You know, glasses when you read, but other than that, it's okay, I guess. Whoa, 
Okay. I think the glasses are a major part of why I'm so silent. Okay. <laughs> so, we're on chapter four. Chapter four, a hurried departure. At 725, Phyllis Fogg gathered up his winnings from wrist and left the reform club. Imagine Pastor Pout's amazement when his master arrived home long before his usual midnight hour. We're leaving for Dover, England, and Calais, France in ten minutes, Fogg declared. Are you leaving home, sir? Yes, we're going around the world. We have to be back in eighty days. There's no time to lose. Pastor Pout was speechless. Finally he, finally, he asked, What about the suitcases? There's no time to get the suitcases. Just pack a bag with two shirts, three pairs of socks for each of us. Bring my coat, raincoat, and some walking shoes, too, and hurry. The servant was flabbergasted. Surely this was a joke. When he was ready to settle down to his quiet life, this had to happen. However, he packed the bags as, as he was told. Fog out of the, a railroad and steamboat time table and a large roll of banknotes to the clothes in the bag. Take good care of this bag, he warned. There are 20,000 pounds in banknotes in that inside. Phyllis Fogg and Passabout hailed a taxi and reached the railroad station at 8.20. A beggar woman holding a baby approached them for money. Fogg gave her everything he had just won at whist. Master and servant then bought first-class tickets for France. The train pulled up out at exactly 8.45. Suddenly, Passabout cried out, Master, in my hurry, I forgot to turn off the gas burner in my room. Very well, young man, Fogg replied. Your gas bill will be awaiting when you, when we return. Oh, man, these pages are getting messed up. News of Fogg's wager spread like wildfire all over England, and it was printed in all the newspapers, the English who loved to place bets, gambled on Fogg's chances to make the trip in 80 days. Some thought it could be indeed done, and most believed Fogg was crazy, and he had been conned by his friends at the Reform Club. So-called Phyllis Fogg bonds were sold everywhere, by their, but their value fell sharply with the rumor that Fogg was a gentleman who robbed the Bank of England. It was a certain detective fix who discovered Phyllis Fogg's true identity. The London... Police chief sent him to Suez in Egypt to look for the robber and promised to send an arrest warrant after him. Egypt, Egypt was then a part of the British Empire, and the Suez Canal had been built as a shortcut for ships traveling between England and India, which was also a part of Europe of the Empire. When they heard the rumors that Fogg was the bank robber, people suddenly recalled his strange habits and his desire to be alone most of the time. They viewed his around-the-world trip as an excuse for him to leave London before the police could arrest him. Why else would he pay? Would he lay a large sum like twenty thousand pounds on the line? Chapter six: Detective Fix trails a bank robber. At eleven, at eleven on October fifth, October ninth, the English steamer Mongolia was. Due at Suez, Detective Fix waited nervously on the dock. How will he recognize the robber even if he is on board? Asked the English consul on, or government representative. For the way the London police describe him, he looks like he looks like an honest man. Do not worry, consul. I I have arrested plenty of robbers. I know this. I know this one. If I see him, he won't get away. I hope you're right, Mister Fix. The robbers would be foolish to travel on to, on to India, wouldn't he? Fix asked. Maybe not, replied Consul. If he's smart, he'll go to India because he knows the police won't expect him to. The Mongolia arrived right on time. On one of the passengers approached Fix to ask where the Consul's office was. The Consul was supposed to stamp his passport or travel book with a, with a visa to show that he stopped at Suez. Fix looked at the passport. Inside was a picture matched exactly the description, exactly the description of, 
of the London bank robber. Is this your passport? The detective asked. No, it belongs to my master. He he must appear before before the consul in person in order to get a visa, said Fix. Chapter 7 of Visit to Suez. I think I've got my man, shouted Fix, bursting into the consul's office. That may be so, Mr. Fix, but I don't think he'll come just to, he'll come to see me. A robber just doesn't let people know where he is. Besides, the passport doesn't really need to be stamped with a visa at Suez. If he comes, don't give him a visa, begged Fix, hoping to keep the robber in Suez until the arrest warrant arrived. I can't refuse a visa, said Consul. Arresting him is your problem, not mine. He knocked, sounded, a man entered the room requesting a visa. Are you Phyllis Fogg? asked the Consul, eyeing the passport. Yes, sir. And who is this man? My servant, Passerpout. Where, where are you going? Bombay, India. You don't need a visa. I know. I know that, but I want to prove that I passed through Suez. The Consul stamped the passport, never guessing that Fogg needed a visa to prove to his friends that he had won his bet honestly. Phyllis Fogg returned to the steamer and took out his diary. His notes, he noted his arrival in Suez after traveling through England, France, and Italy. Six and one half of Fogg's 80 days were used up. He was exactly on schedule. Never bothering to see the remarkable sights of Suez, Fogg closed his date book and sat down to breakfast. He was always a much more concerned about he was much he was always much more concerned about time than place. I wanna see how far we're in now. Sorry it's like all reading this one, but I don't have much to talk about. I didn't do anything. Had ideas of what to draw, but I didn't draw anything. One of my light bulbs blew a few weeks ago. Now I'm just waiting. I'm getting a light bulb. Chapter 8. Passerbout talks too much to fix. Detective Fix joined Passerbout outside the consulate and began a conversation. Well, how do you like Suez? We are traveling so fast I can hardly remember where we are. This is Suez, a city in Egypt. That means we are on the continent of Africa, said Pastor Proud. I never thought that my master and I would travel further than Paris. I would have loved to stay in Paris, but we just whizzed through. You must be in a great hurry. I'm not, but my master is. We don't even, we don't we didn't even pack suitcases, only a carpet bag. I have to buy clothes here. Fixed surprise and excited by the remarks. He assured the servant that there was plenty of time to go to a men's store. It's only twelve, Pat, the detective said. In fact, answered Pat, it's only eight minutes before ten. Your watch is slow, said Fix. That's impossible. Then it must be set to London time, which is two hours behind of that of Suez. You should reset your watch when you travel to other countries. Resets my watch? Never. I would. It won't agree with the sun if you don't reset it. Too bad for the son, declared the servant, putting his watch in the pocket. Did you leave London in a hurry? asked. Oh man, I kind of teared my page. It's okay. Fix. You bet we did. Last Friday night at 8, my master came home from his club, and less than an hour later we were gone. But where is your master going? Around the world in 80 days. He says he, can, he made a bet that he could do it, but that's too crazy to believe. Something else must be afoot. Ah, so Mr. Fogg is a strange man. Very strange. Is he rich? He must be. He's carrying loads of brand new banknotes with him. And he offered the captain of the Mongolia a reward if he gets to India ahead of schedule. By the way, is that Bombay far from here? Is, By the way, is Bombay far from here? Yes, answered Fix. It's ten, It's a ten-day trip by sea. Oh dear, sighed Passerpout. My gas burner will be on for a long time. My gas bill will be higher than my wages... My master pays me. Fix wasn't listening.
were supposed to leave their shoes at the entrance of the pagodas. No sooner had he entered the building than three Indians priests knocked him down, tore off his shoes and beat him with their fists. Passerpout leaped to his feet, knocked over two of his attackers and fled to, es to escape the third. After At five minutes before eight, a servant shoeless dashed the railroad station and took, told Phil Fogg what had happened. Fix nearby overheard the conversation. Ah, thought the detective. Passerpout had committed a crime in India that should make it easier for me to arrest his master. Fogg had been must be held responsible for his servant's actions. As the train left the station, Phyllis Fogg noticed Sir Francis Cromarty, one of his whist partners from the steamer Mongolia, was aboard. Sir Francis, an English army officer, spent most of his time in India and knew the country as well as any Indian. Fogg, however, wasn't interested in learning more about India. He was too busy figuring out how many days and hours his round-the-world trip had gone by. To those mountains, Sir Francis, said Sir Francis, a few years ago, 
we would have met such a long delay here that you would have lost your bet. The railroad used to stop here, and the passengers would have to cross the mountain, tr the mountains on horses. That would have ruined my travel plans. At that would have ruined my travel plans at all. It's not Phil's flock. I knew there would be certain problems. Indeed, you may still run into trouble over your servant's behavior at the pagoda. The government protects Indian religions and customs very strictly. At eight, the train stopped and the conductor ordered his passengers to get off. They were in the middle of a forest. Where are we? asked Phil's flock. At the village of Clovey, replied the conductor. The railroad isn't finished. There is no track between Alanabad, a distance of 50 miles. No track between here and Alabama, distance of 50 miles. But the newspaper said fog, the railway runs all the way through India now. Frog protested. Sorry, fog. The paper made a mistake. Then why do you sell tickets from Bombay to Calatuda? With the understanding that the passengers will find their way of getting from Colby to Alabama. This is a terrible delay for you, Mr. Fox, Sir Francis. It's okay. I'm two days ahead of schedule. Today is October 2nd. The steamer leaves Calcutta for Hong Kong, October 25th. We will reach Calcutta by then. Fogg saw a man with an elephant and decided to buy it at any cost for the trip to Calcutta. The owner didn't want to sell the animal, but finally accepted 2,000 pounds. Fogg then hired a young man from the Parsi Castle or Class of India. Parsi Caste or Class of Indian India to serve as an elephant driver and guide. Excuse me. Okay. I think I'm going to stop at chapter 12. So, not much has happened so far. He's just going around the world. Uh, yeah, so not much happening. Going around the world. But I could actually. Well, I didn't know I could. I didn't know I could actually do this. So I'm now talking through it. Okay, so I'm asking, I'm asking Rose if she has any questions. <laughs> uh, I don't know how fast she will be to reply, but when she does, I'll answer them. I've watched this thing called The uh, Slim Shady Show. It's... It's an alright show, I guess. People didn't think it was good, though. I thought it was decent. But, anyway. Yeah, still no response from Rose. Um, whenever that comes along, I will... Answer that question. Uh, what should I talk about? I, I, I liked the show, how it kind of just pokes fun at a bunch of people. Like, in the Slim Shady show, they, uh, resurrected Kurt Cobain. <laughs> it was funny. Um. I've been 
thinking about putting some images on shirts as a recent or on anything in general actually but I don't know I would like to get bell-bottom jeans sometime if like you guys have bell-bottom jeans send them to me like whoever's like watching this in the future send me bell-bottom jeans makes my life a lot easier but uh anyway I keep checking in still no response oh got a response hmm best way in your opinion to spend your time during the shutdown I mean it's a huge topic <laughs> um, I don't really know honestly it's uh I spend my time making podcasts oh shameless sponsor but yeah I also spend my time guitaring and such Writing music, writing, chilling out, expression, uh, reflecting and stuff. And I'm going to ask her any other questions. That'll be answered on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, if you're watching at 37-something. Oh, it's, it's April 1st. April Fool's Day. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, during a shutdown, it's, uh, But yeah, it's more down to self-expression, like, uh, just making myself, just taking the time to better myself, just bettering myself, actually, that's artistic expression, all that type of stuff. I think you know I take the time to just I had to uh, you know get back on the horse so I thought why not do it now well okay we're out of questions oh no here Let's go on to my favorite place, and let's see if my friends got any questions. Okay. guess I'm gonna wait for that. I'm gonna start collecting questions and we'll have a segment dedicated to questions. Things are just going downhill. 
no April Fools there. April Fools felt like it was so not long ago. Man. I'm probably gonna wrap up this episode. Actually, I might do a longer episode to compensate for all the time I didn't spend doing episodes. <laughs> um, let's search up a random question generator. Hey, Google knew what I wanted. What is one food that you would never give up? Mac and cheese. What's something you've tried that you'll never ever try again? Ginger beer. Oh my, the worst thing I've ever tried, man. What is the source of your procrastination? Depression. How many pennies would fit in the, into this room? About a million dollars worth. What's your favorite type of workout? No answer. If you could be a member of any TV sitcom family, what would it be? Uh, the family from Full House. They, they're kind of cool, I guess. I like Full House, man. Send me the box set if you're coming back to this episode. What would be the best thing about not having a sense of smell? Well, I do, I do not have smell, so, uh, yeah, I don't have a sense of smell, because it's kind of wrecked up there, but the best thing about it is not being able to smell, like, cow manure, skunk, or anything really well. If you could lock up one person in a mental institution, if you could lock up one person in a mental institution, who would it be? Me, I, I deserve, I deserve it. Would you rather have a permanently clogged nose or a piece of green food always stuck in your teeth? Well, green food stuck in my teeth because it could be in, all the way in the back. If you could, okay, I already saw that one. What's a common thing that you think about when you're alone? It's mostly how small I am or how I will be alone for the rest of my life. Least favorite mode of transportation. Airplane. Would you rather never be able to express yourself accurately or always have to say the exact truth? Well, it feels as if I never expressed myself accurately, so I, yeah, I'm going with that. Have you ever cried at a movie? Yes. Radio will always be the movie that I look at and I say, I cried to that. Like that scene where he breaks down because his mother died and everyone hates him and all that stuff. Man, it's just a good movie, man. I, I might cry. Would you leave your hometown forever or stay in your hometown forever? Uh, there's not really much in my hometown, so I'd stay in it, but I'd have to like go everywhere outside. Would you rather never be able to? Okay, saw that one. Where do you not mind waiting? Uh. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, what this thing means by it. But, like, I would not mind waiting in a bounce house. But, like, or in a room with not many people. You know, it's like, I'm 
not a person for big crowds. But yeah, if there's that type of stuff, saw that one. What do you think about clowns? They are. It's like if you're that type of emo person. It's like, oh, okay. Frogs are kind. Clowns are kind of cool. I'm improvising. I'm improvising, but I don't know how to spell improvising because I forgot. <laughs> okay, so this one's gonna be over. I don't know, I might make April Fools, you dummies. You know what holiday sneaked up on me? Valentine's Day. And New Year's. And St. Patrick's Day. And Christmas. They all snuck up on me, man. Even St. Patrick's Day snuck up on me, man. Like, my brother stung... Like, my brother pinched me. Because I was got out of my room to go to the bathroom he just pinched me man I don't like that one bit anyway yeah I don't have much to say but I've been talking for 40 something minutes I'm going to go on for like 60 minutes and then I want to say goodbye. <sighs> I like how I write stuff that don't make sense sometimes. <sighs> I've been trying to rap. Stuff lately. Let me tell you. I swallowed better pills. I'm feeling mentally ill. Uh, he hasn't paid the last toll. I took a pull. Stop stole the stop sign pull. <laughs> it's dumb, but I'm just doing it. Joke time. So, just imagine you're sitting in your house and you see this really crappy drawing just pop out of your sketchbook or whatever. It's just there, like human sized, crappy drawing, living. Triangle shaped head and all. How funny would that be? Or how scary would that be? Like, it's just standing there. It's like, yeah, I got bills. But it's a misshapen head. It, like, snaps off and starts speaking. It's the funniest thing. I've probably ever, like, imagined. Like, just imagine it's like, like this triangle with a line going through it. 
suddenly like starts speaking like one of those Canadian characters in South Park and its head just snaps off and oh my god it's the funniest thing man that sounds funny man I might start making like little comedy skits and post them on YouTube so yeah I might do that I remember when I was growing up, I, I remember when I was growing up, I used to go out and pick uh, clovers, oh my, I'd be out there for hours looking for a four-leaf clover, and oh my Jesus, it was hard. life in one of these things. Anyway, I'm gonna wrap up now. Start wrapping up anyway. Because I'm only allowed to do 60 seconds, 60 minutes per segment. That's an hour. And I don't feel like keeping you for like two hours, three hours. You know? But yeah, I'm going to tell you my entire life story in one of the podcast episodes. Probably next podcast or the following one. But I'm going to tell you my life story. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about it, man. Yeah, my life, next podcast. Hope to see you soon again. Farewell.